Welcome to the InfoGov Hot Seat Vodcast, featuring candid interviews with practitioners, consultants, and solution providers on hot topics in the information governance industry. Here's your host, Jim Merrifield. Again, welcome, David. Thank you. On, on the hot seat, we'll start off here. Um, one fun fact about yourself. Tell me. Tell us. Well, well, that is switch on the spot. Such a fun person all the time. It's pretty hard to isolate <laughs> one aspect of my life, but um, it's actually I'm actually teaching my two grandsons about classical music. And I have them, I, they each have their own pair of chopsticks. And we, when we get together, I put on some classical music and we conduct the orchestra. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Good so, for you. Yeah. And you're a winemaker, right? No, a wine wine drinker. I'm a wine drinker, not a wine drinker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. And, and I do have a 37-year-old bottle of wine. So one thing I could do is, Jackie, I can keep it for next year and I can bring it here. And we can see if my preservation strategies would lead to a legal disposition. We could share it right here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I love that idea. So let's talk a little bit about your your company. I know there's a. Uh, you were telling me a little bit last night about mm -hmm. it's a it's a startup, right? Yep. Uh, yep. E E Compass. Right. E Compass. Uh, what made you start that company? It was actually started by a my one of my top business partners. I, I used to manage the content management business at HP and then at Microfocus. And um, one of my top partners in the world um, had an idea around 2013. He was going to build the next great records management solution uh, in the cloud and uh, address a lot of the shortcomings in the product I was asking him to resell. And it's been an interesting journey because we found out a few things. One is that the world's probably not looking for the next great record thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a company called Microsoft, which has kind of captured the mind and attention of, of IT within large enterprise. And uh, as a result of that, um, the old maxim, it's good enough, really is pretty true this today. Purview is pretty good enough. Now, not to say that there's not a lot of holes, but from a long-term technology perspective, we also didn't want to build a business on chasing Microsoft. We wanted to actually work with Microsoft and do things that Microsoft can't do within the purview environment. And um, we've explored and we've actually implemented some very interesting new technology foundation that allows companies to basically do three three things is address the velocity of information address um, the accuracy of information and address the timeliness of information and that's really kind of what our focus is on because most business problems encompass one two or all three of those factors that's great i can't wait to track that over the next uh, year see where, well, where it goes we can demo it for you uh, tomorrow if you're not busy. <laughs> yeah, look at that sales pitch on, uh, on recording. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit. I know, uh, David, you've, over the years, you've been in this industry for a while. Right. And over the years, you've supported this conference, right? This is the fourth year, it's right? It's fourth year. It's fourth yeah. year. Next year is going to be fine. Um, what has made you support this conference, and what value have you, have you seen from this conference specifically? 
Jersey. Well, I think you've hit the key word, value, right? This conference actually provides a lot of value to the people who attend it. And I have to say that one of the great strengths of ARMA is the local chapters. And each of the local chapters, and not each, but the large ones like Houston, like this one, like um, where Susan, uh, New, uh, New England, they're putting together these conferences because in one day or a day and a half, I think the members get a lot of value out of the people. And it's not just people like me or the incredible attorneys you've had here. It's the networking, it's the ability to talk about things. And when you're sitting in a room with people in eight hours, sometimes you can get a lot more accomplished than you can by going to Detroit you know, for four days. So I think the value that this conference provides us in learning a lot of things, and also the information that we can share with those who attend is pr pretty important. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a nice alternative, especially all of us, right? Especially the times that we're living in right now with the economy the way it is. It's just not, even if we want to go to Detroit this year, it's just not possible for everyone, right? Obviously, we'd love to have you in Detroit. Um, love to see you in Detroit. But obviously, it's great to see chapters like Jersey, uh, like New England, um, and New York, and Houston still putting on and others that I, you know, for, forget to mention, forgive me, um, still putting on one-day seminars, right. two-day conferences to still give value back to the local chapters. Right, exactly. And I think that, you know, for Armour to be successful, I think they've done a couple of smart things. They've created a relationship now with Murr, and I think that is brings a different perspective of information governance to the organization. And I think by pushing more out to the field where everybody's living and working and breathing those are two things you know as the incoming president those are the things that i would offer to you you know to take back to the Merck conference i mean to the to the army international as you ascend to the role of president which is a pretty big role yeah for sure at least i have a year to to, to get learn. your feet wet get your feet wet yeah so that's no, that's great that's great advice so let me ask you i asked the same question to ann and uh, and jackie the industry's changed a lot. Right. Uh, what are you excited about in the next, I won't even say three to five years, what are you excited about this, this next year? Well, I'd like to see how this AI piece plays out. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a no-brainer, but, you know, there's a lot of work to be done to get it out of the, you know, this industry has been, and I've been in it a long time, so... I remember client-server computing. That was a big buzz term. Then you had people talking about big data. Then you had people talking about robotic process automation. And you know these are important concepts. Some are more faddish than others, and some have real lasting staying power. And I think the technology that you see coming into the market today has tremendous staying power, but it has to be managed uh, one is part of a much larger holistic solution. That's something that Gartner advises and that's something that you know I totally ascribe to that. And the second thing is that um, the solution has to be encompassing you know, guardrails and also other aspects to make the end result, the recall, the presentation of information trustworthy and explainable. I think those are the two things. And if the industry has made, huge progress over the last six 
you know, year, year and a half on this concept of explainable AI. From a vendor standpoint, we still have a lot more to do in that space. And, uh, you know, we're committed as a business to proving out as opposed to saying, if we tell you that, that's our secret sauce, I have to shoot you. <laughs> no, you, you know what, you mentioned something in one of your presentations, I think it was about uh, an hour or two ago, if my memory serves me correctly, and it struck a chord with me. Um, being on the practitioner side, and I spent a little time on the, the vendor side, and I, th I think you would agree that the, the most successful clients are the ones that work together with you, right? Absolutely. Uh, why would you say that? Just for the benefit of everybody. Well, look, I mean, as I used to use the tennis analogy, but no one's playing tennis anymore, so it's, it's a pickleball thing. You know, when you play doubles pickleball, you're on the same side, you know, working together to achieve a result. And certainly, you know, vendors have great answers, but they don't know your business like you know your business. So we're providing a platform, a foundation to, to provide great answers, but the vendor really has, to, the, the, the client or the customer has to work with the vendor and really direct the vendor um, to integrate the culture and the business aspiration and the business problem into the solution. These solutions are all very powerful, whether it's ours or Shiny Docs or anybody else. There is a lot of inherent computing power in these solutions, but at the end of the day, it's only as good, just like we talked about earlier today, as Jason said, it's only as good as the information you give it. Technology only works as well as the way the customer and the vendor work together to produce a great result. Yeah, I, I believe that you yeah. know, wholeheartedly. No, absolutely. It'd be fair to say that you know, for us as practitioners and, and solution providers, business partners, it's a true partnership. Right, we can't view each other as, and uh, we're never really enemies, but or you know, um, we must work together, right, with this AI and, and new technology, ChatGPT, because you can't do it by yourself. No, right, you can't. but you might have the resources, right, that maybe the client doesn't. Yeah, look, I I don't know how many meetings I've been in, but the second question we always get asked as a vendor is, you know, where have you done this with my data before? And I've always wanted to be snarky and say, does that mean your data is not stored in rows and columns? Are you storing it diagonally or some other way? But the reality is, is we, you really have to work together. And look, partnerships, business partnerships, some are like a marriage, you know. So I've, I've had successful business partnerships and, you know, I've had unsuccessful marriages. <laughs> so so I, I kind of know what works on both sides, and luckily, you know, I'm a, I'm a lessons learned guy, so, um, you know, I've been able to carry that through. But, you know, you really, we have to work as a team because we're only as good as the combination of technology and culture and, you know, business requirement. And if we don't get those things together, it just doesn't work. The old Heisman trick, you know, stay away from me, you're a vendor. It doesn't work anymore. So that would be another message I would give to a lot of the people who attend the ARMA conference. You know, it's not about the chaskis you collect on the show floor. It's, you know, it's about the people who you meet, you know, both within the industry and the both, you know, because vendors, you know, can provide answers and solutions and we're getting way better at helping organizations build business cases to prove an acquisition of new things. I mean, that's what we live on 
But at the uh, there's a flip side to that. That's what you need to be successful in your role to get that bigger seat at the table and to provide real business value to your organization. Yeah, that's spot on. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, listen, David, thank you so much for yep. joining me in the hot seat. I know you literally just found out this morning. I think it's a hot seat for sure. Uh, right, the hot seat. You sat next to me at dinner, but little did you know you were going to hot no seat today. I had no idea it was going to be this hot. You know? yeah. That's okay. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining Thanks. me today. Thank you. Congratulations Thank you for listening to another episode of the InfoGov Hot Seat. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and LinkedIn. Check out our main website at infogovhotseat.com to view our latest episodes and much more.